Well, friends, let us let us calm our hearts and our spirits. Let us take that deep breath that we need to take. Let us come before God. Let us worship our God. Anne and Pete, have you got our? Um, now this uh, now thus whoops, it's pretty loud. Now says the Lord, who created you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you, called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I am with you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. You are precious in my sight, and I love you. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Now the confession and forgiveness. God loves us and calls us each by name, knowing we are eternally, in, eternally forgiven and infinitely loved. Let us boldly confess our sins before God. Let us pray together. Everybody, God, we know that we are precious in your sight, yet we often forget that we are your beloved. Speak up. <laughs> we confess that our love is fickle and inconstant. We follow selfish goals and deny that our way of life harms others and hurts your world. We are sorry and we want to change. Create in us a clean heart. Strengthen our resolve. Reconcile us one to another and bless us with your peace. Amen. Beloved, God forgives your sins. Know that you are pardoned and be at peace to love the Lord and serve the world. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. And now, the prayer for elimination. 
Send down your Holy Spirit, O God. Tear open the veil of heaven and speak to us as beloved children, so that we may hear and believe the good news of your word made flesh. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Hebrew scripture is Genesis 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Hang on. Do you want me to read it? If you would like to, thank you. Okay. Um, the Christian scripture is from Mark 1, 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed, was, and now John was baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, oops, <laughs> again, no. now John was cleaned, was clothed. clothed with camel's hair, with the leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Be Thanks. God. Good morning. Good morning. This has been one of those weeks. You ever been on a ride on at the fair or a carnival or someplace and you go up and then you come down and it's a little too quick and your your stomach your tummy feels a little funny it kind of bounces along and you're like oh that wasn't what i thought it was going to be this week has been like that um my mom came home from the hospital good thing um, one of her best friends um, is out of the hospital with COVID and is doing really, really well. And so is her husband. Good thing. Um, but one of my best friends at work has been offered a new job and she's going to be going and working somewhere else. And that I didn't, I knew was going to happen, but I wasn't too happy about it. I'm going to miss her. There have been things going on in our country and in our world that are upsetting and worrying and 
just make everybody feel a little off. And so this morning, after I woke up and we had breakfast here, my mom and I laid back down in our beds and we took a nap. And we took a time to be quiet and calm and remember that God loves everybody and has created everybody and is in charge of everything. And if we can calm down and do the things that we know are right, that things will turn out okay. Not good, not fabulous, but okay. And some days, okay is the best it's going to be. Can we have a moment of prayer? Dear God, when our lives seem to be going up and down too fast for us to keep track of, remind us that you are with us every step of the way and that okay is just fine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. You all also know now very well after all these years that anytime you have a pastoral absence, you have somebody who can preach the gospel. Thank you, Debbie. Will you join me in prayer? Oh God, creator of heaven and earth, out of deep waters you brought us to birth, blamed us as children of wonder and worth, oh God of deep flowing water. The renowned theologian, Karl Barth, Swiss reformer, living, working, teaching, ministering during the rise and domination of the Third Reich in Germany, once told his students, preach the gospel with the Bible in one hand, and the newspaper in the other. The Bible in one hand, yes, I have the Bible here with me all the time. Wonderful searchable, so that when I forget where something is found, I can always put in a word or two and find it. The Bible and the newspaper And so we go to the Bible and the newspaper, we preachers, but we always go to the Bible first. In the Gospel of Mark, the first of the Gospels that is written, it is noticeable for us in the very first chapter, what is missing? 
There are no angels. There are no prophets or prophecies of old. There is no birth narrative. There is not even a reference to Mary and Joseph. We are plunked down right at the start of our Lord's ministry. That moment when he is baptized by his cousin John. And as we read Mark's gospel, and as we continue this year in the lectionary to read in Mark's gospel, we will recognize an urgency about what Mark is telling us. There is an immediacy about all that Mark writes. It's all there. It's urgent. You are to listen And listen now, there are no extra trappings around Mark's gospel. It is the shortest gospel there is out of the four. And it's also the one with the most mysterious Easter morning reading. Just the facts, ma'am. And so we go. And while the other gospels treat themselves to the the physical description of John the Baptist first and, and the description of what he eats, Mark instead tells us what Jesus is all about. A baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Now, up to that time in our biblical history, predating the advent of the Baptist, baptism was a sort of anointing, something to do to someone. It's the same word that gets translated as baptism in the in the Christian scriptures that is used in the Hebrew scriptures to talk about David, young David in the field being anointed the king of Israel. John ties baptism to our actions, not to the actions done to us, but to our actions, our repentance. Repentance, if you're remembering, is about turning about. It's not about turning around, because if you turn around, you're still going in the same direction. It is about turning about. Turning away from something. Away from something and to something new. Now, whether it is the urgency of Mark or the Baptist, the urgency of the message must never be lost on us. The one who is more powerful than I, John says, is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. 
aren't baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Yep. I sometimes wonder what we've been baptized by, what we've been baptized with. Oh, yes, water for sure. We take the water and we pour it into the font. And we mark one another with the waters of baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We say that the waters of baptism wash away the sin, the sin that has been committed and the sin that will be committed. And yet I sometimes wonder if enough of us has been washed away that Christ can clearly be seen. While I completely approve and support our Reformed tradition of baptism of infants and and believers' baptism, I have so come to appreciate believers' baptism over the years. Individually saying yes and saying no as well for ourselves. If we can, we do that during confirmation when young people confirm those promises made on their behalf before they had any idea what any of this meant. As for the actual baptism of our Lord as found in Mark's gospel, the sentence structure is as confused in the English as it is in the Greek. Just as he was coming up, he saw the heavens torn apart. He who is one of those he's John and one of those he's Jesus is, are they both Jesus? Are they both John? He who? And who actually heard that voice from heaven. Ah, the questions. The questions around our text for the day. This week, our colleagues, my colleagues and other colleagues around the nation all confessed to one another that this was a Sunday that none of us really wanted to preach. This is actually my third attempt at a sermon this week. The first one having been blown away Wednesday afternoon. None of us really wanted to preach on a Sunday after domestic terrorists attacked our secular sanctuary.
I didn't want to. I didn't want to because I'm tired. I am tired of COVID-19 and Zoom and masks and half-truths and lies and bitter enmity and, and I'm tired of winter and cold. I'm tired of fear and hatred and self over others and my way or the highway. I'm tired of people thinking and believing. And I know this because I saw the t-shirts in the news later. I'm tired of thinking and believing that, of people thinking and believing that Hitler and Nazism were good things. And how purging our very nation of the evils that lie within it are going to bring us back to our good Christian values that our founding fathers wanted for us. A little hint here, dear friends. The reason why we have the separation of church and state is because our founders did not want our government to be ruled over by the church in the way they had come from. And our own beloved Thomas Jefferson, he took scissors to the dearest thing we hold, our Bible, to make up a Bible that he thought was much more appropriate for this new world. I'm tired. And Wednesday afternoon, I wept. I don't usually do that. I've done it more in the last few weeks, and I think it is because I am so tired. I lay down on my bed Wednesday afternoon. And my cats gathered around me. And I wept for our nation. I wept for those who had perpetrated violence and ugliness. I wept for our children the ones for whom we hold such hope, such promise. I wept for our elderly, those who fought these very battles decades ago. And tears flowed for all of this and so much more. You may not know because it's one of those things that it's difficult for us clergy to actually say to you, but 
When we talk about the act of baptism, we say that the one being baptized is buried with Christ in his death in the waters of baptism. We go down for that third time and all would be lost. With all the infant baptisms we do, we really don't talk about that that much because who wants to admit that your beloved child is going to its death with Christ? But we continue to say then that through those waters, we are raised to new life with Christ. And their dear family is our message of hope. We are with Christ. Through the waters of baptism, we have been named and claimed by God. God knows us. God knows us when we are frightened and tired and feel alone and when the weight of the world looks like it is crashing down upon us and indeed it feels that way as well. God is with us. God has named us and claimed us. We belong to God. But lest we forget where we find ourselves now in a nation divided, sometimes in families deeply divided, There is a line in our Presbyterian Church USA Constitution, part two, the Book of Order, which says that the church is to be about the work of Christ in the world, even at risk of its own life. Even at risk of its own life. And that, dear friends, is what came to me on Wednesday afternoon. Tomorrow I will celebrate 62 years. Not in any way I'd like to, not going out to dinner, not going out for fun. But I think it's time in my life. To stand up for what is right and what is true in our church, in our nation, and in the world, even at risk of my own life. If I believe in these waters of baptism, and the power 
that we believe these waters have for us and with us. The power of God's Holy Spirit descending upon us, naming us and claiming us. Naming me and claiming me. Then I must be about the work of Christ in the world even at risk of my own life. Not because I want to be a martyr, but because I want all to know of the love of God, which is deeper and wider and purer and sweeter than any love we have ever known. Amen. People of God, our baptism is a sign and seal of our cleansing from sin and being grafted into Christ through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The power of sin is broken, and God's kingdom enters our world. Through our baptism, we are made citizens of God's kingdom and freed from the bondage of sin. Let us celebrate that freedom and redemption through, through the renewal of the promises made at our baptism. As John called the people together, he called them to repent, to renounce. And so I ask you, therefore, once again, to reject sin, to profess your faith in Jesus Christ, and to confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we were baptized. Dear family of God, trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in this world? Do you? Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Is he? Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, observing his word and showing his love? Praise to you, almighty God, for you have created water to cleanse and to give life. Blessed be God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, the Father's only Son, for you offered yourself on the cross that in the blood and water flowing from your side 
and through your death and resurrection, the church might be born. Blessed be God. Praise to you, God, the Holy Spirit, for you anointed Christ at his baptism in the waters of the Jordan so that we might be baptized in you. Blessed be God. As Christ's disciples, will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and prayer? With the help of God, I will. Will you proclaim the good news by word and deed, serving Christ in all people? With the help of God, I will. Will you work for justice and peace, honoring God in all creation? With the help of God, I will. This is our task of the church. This is our task to live and work for the kingdom of God. Dear friends in Christ, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, remember your baptism and rejoice. Amen. Well, it is good to have everyone in worship with us this morning. I'm so glad to see so many of you back and to see uh, folks from all over joining with us and being present in our in our worship. Um, there are announcements that are in uh, the uh, announcement pages that Anne sent out to you this week. I hope that you uh, we'll take a moment and look at those and take note of the things that are coming up, the various meetings that are happening uh, via Zoom during the week and uh, the ways that you can be involved in the activities and the life and ministry of the church. Um, and I would ask if there were any, um, any things that needed to be said about um, any of those announcements. We'll do a minute for mission in just a moment. Um, any, any announcements? Janice, we have, yes, Mark. there's one from the nominating committee. Okay. It says, think about being nominated as a member at large for the 2021 nominating committee. There are three opportunities available. Wonderful. Um, yes, it's very important for us to remember that the nominating committee um, we'll be presenting a slate of officers to the congregation at the congregational meeting at the end of the month. Um, that meeting on the 31st will be held immediately after our worship service for the um, purpose of hearing and acting on the reports of the ministries of the church. And um, so you are invited to uh, stay after our worship for that on the 31st. And we will be um, uh 
then nominating new at-large members to the nominating ministry. If you have served um, any of the last two years, if, or the last two years, you will need to take a break. Um, but um, we would love uh, for you to begin thinking about that and uh, being a part of all of that. Um, Bill Hasselbarth, you have an announcement for us today. Yes, I would just like to remind the uh, committees of the church and those on the session uh, to get your annual reports uh, into Ann Duncan in the office. You can send them to her electronically or mail them, however. Uh, but we would ask that those all be in by this week, no later than the end of the week on Friday, to give Ann time to compile and put the report together for our annual meeting uh, on the 31st. So thank you for that. Thank you, Bill. We will be sending that out as a PDF. Um, if there are any of you who would like to receive an actual hard copy of that, um, please uh, let Ann know in the office so that she could send one out to you or leave one out for you to pick up um, as you come um, by the church. Other announcements? I would um, call on the mission committee who has a minute for mission for us. Good morning. As Good I mentioned last week, the Mission and Social Witness Committee has developed a program for 2021 where we're focused on hunger. And each month we'll be highlighting different areas of interest within this topic. But because it's such an important issue, we wanted to take the month of January to cover some of the basics, learn the terminology, and lay the groundwork for understanding and addressing some of the ways that we can help. So I thought we would start with a couple basic definitions, one that we've heard a lot recently. The phrase food insecurity is probably something that you've heard more over the past year than in previous years. Um, we want to differentiate between those two terms hunger versus food insecurity. They're closely related, but they are distinct concepts. So the first, hunger, that refers to a personal, physical sensation of discomfort, where food insecurity refers to a lack of available resources for food at the household level. It's obviously a complex problem. It's closely related to poverty, but not all people living below the poverty line experience food insecurity. And people living above the poverty line can experience food insecurity as well. It's also important to remember that food insecurity does not exist in isolation. Many people experiencing food insecurity are often affected by other overlapping issues like lack of affordable housing, social isolation, chronic or acute health problems low wages. So I'm a visual learner and luckily I have a very talented artist, Layla, who's helped me with a little diagram that will help highlight the different levels of food security. Perfect, okay. So the, the green level is high food security. These, these are households that have really no problems, no anxiety about food. The next level, yellow, is marginal food security. These are households 
where overall the quality of the food, the quantity of the food isn't really affected, but there might be some anxiety, maybe some worries. Maybe the bank account is a little bit lower this week, um, or maybe the savings account's a little bit lower. So you're starting to perhaps worry about what it might look like if you had it, if you didn't have access to good quality or food. The orange level, low, that these are households that while the quantity of the food, the amount they have access to probably isn't disrupted too much, the quality of the food has been affected. The variety where these people are eating, you know, they're having to eat maybe more carbs. They're not getting the, the variety in the healthy vegetables and fruits because it, those are more expensive items. And then our last category here is a very low food security. And these are households that have experienced issues of disruption and reduced availability to quantity of food, quality of food. And there's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety about having access to food. So now you have a you have some basic yeah, information on the different definitions that we'll be using, we'll be referring to um, throughout the year as we discuss this topic. Wonderful, thank you, Lindsay, and thank you, Lila, as well for um, for your graphic uh, to help us remember uh, things. Most of us are visual learners in some way, and so that's so tremendously helpful for us. Thank you. Are there any other joys or concerns? There are a number that have come in on the chat and uh, we've made note of those and we'll include those tomorrow morning in the Monday morning uh, mailing to everyone. Are there other joys or concerns uh, that need to be shared? Um, please speak up because you're on three screens the way I have you and I can't see everybody at once. Not hearing any. We will remember the deep needs of our nation um, and the many people uh, within it who have been affected by things that have happened not only this last week and this last year, but in this, in this last season of our life as a nation. Um, and so many others um, who are suffering in so many different ways. Um, as people of God and as people who have passed through the waters of baptism, we make our grateful offerings to God, our Redeemer. I invite you to, in these moments of reflection, to consider your gifts to God and to uh, remember to put them in an envelope or allow the bank to uh, disperse the monies to us or to follow the QR code in the announcement sheets and give even now. Let us pray. Oh God, at his baptism, you acknowledged Jesus as your beloved and through him, you opened us to a way to become your children by grace. May these gifts that we return to you be a sign of our dedication to live as your faithful daughters and sons born in the waters of baptism by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. 
Amen. prayers of the people, and Lord's Prayer. Let us pray to the Lord. Give strength, O Lord, and bless us with peace. O glorious God, maker of heaven and earth, hear us as we pray. We pray for the world you have made. Move again over these troubled waters steeped in chemicals and stained with blood, where carelessness and violence bring chaos, restore order, goodness, and life. Give strength, O Lord, and bless us with peace. We pray for the church you, you have redeemed. Renew in us the gifts of your spirit and the call to Christian discipleship where history and, and heresy have divided us. Make us one in the baptism we share. Give strength, O Lord, and bless us with peace. We pray for the peoples you have created. Give to the leaders of all nations the wisdom to know what is good. Where people are poor and hungry, provide justice and daily bread. Give strength, O Lord, and bless us with peace. We pray for the loved ones you have given us. Bless our families, friends, and neighbors. Keep them safe from trouble and danger. Where there is sorrow, sickness, or suffering, send your spirit of comfort and healing. Give strength, O Lord, and bless us with peace. All this we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, whose voice is our strength and salvation, whose breath is the spirit of peace. 
Hear us as we pray, as we have been taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Dear family of God, there is a sweet spirit in the air every time we remember our baptism and rejoice at the call we have been given from something to something. There is a sweet, sweet spirit in this place when we gather virtually seeing one another, remembering what it is that ties us one to another. Something as simple as our faith in Christ. There is a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. When we remember 
and rejoice that we are called out into God's world to be about good news, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit those in prison, to offer a cup of cold water to one in need. So family of God, go from this time of worship to the time of service beyond the walls of this building and your homes into the world to change the world for Christ's sake. And God Almighty, Creator Christ and Holy Spirit will be with you this day and always. Amen. Amen.